Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. Ori Benatar here with Ashley Anthony as we're going to be continuing our EPL preview series. And this one is for Liverpool, the Reds, who finished in the league last season in fourth place and lost in the Champions League final. An incredible season for Liverpool last year. Disappointing ending with the fourth place finish and with the Champions League runners-up. But of course, Mohamed Salah, the Egyptian forward, having the greatest season in Liverpool's history, winning the PFA Player of the Year, uh, setting the record for the most goals in a 38-game season with 32, winning the Golden Boot, and Liverpool just defying all the expectations when it came to the European competition. But now Liverpool comes into the 2018-19 season as one of the title favorites. Would you say, Ashley, that Liverpool is the closest contender to City, or do you think United is still just ahead of Liverpool? Nah, I think United, um, Liverpool is way ahead of United. Um, when you're taking the final transfers that was done um, over the summer, I think Liverpool has picked has been picked above them because of that. I would agree. So I would agree too, because you just look at the signings that Liverpool's made this summer and they have improved in every area that needed improvement. You get Nabi Keita from Red Bull Leipzig, a great midfielder, Alison Becker, who is currently the most expensive goalkeeper, unless Kepa goes to Chelsea for 79 million. Fabinho, Liverpool grabs from Monaco, another great midfielder. And then you get Jordan Shakiri, who has just added depth in that attack. Who of the big signings that Liverpool's had is going to have the biggest effect this season? I would say it would be um, Keita because of him being such an electrifying midfield. And Liverpool's attack is already something lethal. And what he adds is just another 100% of lethalness. So I would say he's going to be the biggest uh, prospect <coughs> to watch this season. Um, but if you take um, Liverpool's... Um, previous season, everybody will know Liverpool's problem was the defence. So I think Allison would also be under a microscopic view this season, but he will do the job. For 64.5 million, I think he will do the job. I think the two of them are the, the ones that we need to look out for. I think so too. Alisson and, and Keita slot into the first team. Fabinho too is probably going to be starting a lot. But I think you got to look at Jordan Shakiri as one of the better signings because he's had his moments where he has showed that he can be a great attacker. He can you know, play in the wing, the right wing, as a replacement sometimes in Champions League games or in the cup matches. And he just adds an extra layer of depth in Liverpool's attack. So you can have Shakiri play with, you know, Origi and Solanke, maybe even Danny Ings or uh, Shea Ojo, if he actually plays for Liverpool this season, to add, you know, just an extra depth and attack. But overall, Liverpool's probably had the best transfer window amongst the big six clubs. We're going to discuss this a little bit more in our big preview podcast to discuss which overall EPL team has had the best transfer window. But amongst the big six... I would say Liverpool's probably had the best because they've improved in all the areas that they needed to improve on. The likes of, you know, Chelsea haven't signed too many players. We'll see who they get at the end of the transfer deadline day. Man U, Man City didn't need haven't signed too many people. Tottenham hasn't signed anyone. Arsenal's made some improvements too, but I think Liverpool just has that edge over Arsenal. Do you agree with me? Yes, I do agree with you uh, 100%. Um, on the points of you saying that um, they closed up all the holes that were definitely the the the, the failures in their, their campaigns in many seasons, not just last season, the season before. Um, because of them focusing on attack and um, their game, their gameplay more, they flourished in attack where they scored 
uh, 84 goals last season. The season before that, 78. So the improvement was always there for the attack. Where now they were conceding. Um, last season they conceded 42 goals, and the season before that, 38. Um, no, sorry, the other way around. Last season, 38, and the season before that, 42. So you can see the improvement has come a long way, but it still wasn't good enough with him um, getting Allison and Fabinho in, and um, obviously George um, Van Dyke in um, the winter window here in January. Um, the improvement is there for the defence to work better. So I believe <coughs> that it should be a much better season for Liverpool with the signings that they made. Even now, how you say that they've been the best out of the top six, they've been the busiest in the start of the window. Now everybody's busy scamping, making panic buys where they've made sure they got their target, they set whatever positions they needed to up, and they did their business early and had a full pre-season with oh, most of the players with others being on um, World Cup holiday, extended leave. So definitely, I think Liverpool <coughs> has done everything they needed to do in this window. Maybe the number 10, which is a big issue, that um, has divided opinions amongst Liverpool fans and pundits as well, is that maybe a number 10 um, or world class number 10 should have been brought in? But like you said, um, Shakiri is that wild card. He could be outstandingly brilliant or he could be poor, very poor. So <clears throat> he's a major wild card, but he could be the best signing of the season as well. I mean, the new signings are going to make a big effect for Liverpool season. But for me, what is going to make Liverpool either a Premier League winner? do well in the Champions League again, it has to be the front three. And for me, I don't know if we are going to see another season like Mohamed Salah had again, and even with Mane and Firmino. I mean, those three guys combined for more than 80 goals in all competitions. They were basically just finishing every single chance that they had last season. While Mohamed Salah had the season of his life, I don't know if he can replicate that. But... With some added midfielders in Keita and Fabinho, do you think Liverpool might have the chances to do that again? Because for me, the only way Liverpool wins the title is if Salah, Mane, and Firmino have similar seasons to what they had last year. I don't think they can duplicate what they did last year. Um, to me, Klopp has always, always um, bemoaned uh, how, um, let's say, when the team doesn't get to the final third, that's a big problem. But Liverpool always creates. That's what he's happy with. Like we've seen in the preseason with Liverpool. Um, Salah was, once he came back into the fold after being injured and returning from injury, the opportunities came and there was opportunity, opportunity. Though it was squandered, once he got that one out of three and he put it away, if it continues to go like that, I think Liverpool will flourish like they did last season or the season before because it has improved like that. So with the more chances they create and get into their goal scoring of um, positions, they will be able to replicate or even better what they did last season. But if not, where they can break down defence like we know them to be when people sit back, park the bus um, and they struggle with certain things like that, then no ways they will never be able to replicate what they did last season. It will be hard for Salah to um, go in there and say, okay, I'm going to do what I did last season because he achieved a very great accomplishment being the top scorer in Liverpool's history, to better that is unheard of normally. It would be unheard of if, if Mohamed Salah 
reach that level of scoring. Well, one, if he got more than 32 goals in a season, that would be pretty insane. And Salah with Firmino and Mane were just amazing last year. But also, Liverpool just had those breakout stars, specifically Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson. Those two wingbacks really flourish onto the scene. You don't have Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain for a majority of the season. Adam Lallana has come back. But if I'm looking at an X-Factor player off the bench that could add something to Liverpool this season, it's Daniel Sturridge. Do we see the return of Daniel Sturridge as a top player? The resurgence of the world-class player, I would say, because he looks like a world-class striker again. Um, his whole role has changed effectively by himself, dropping deeper um, to come and collect. And, you know, the way he's been playing off the, the shoulder of the um, last defender, it's actually been something Liverpool's been missing for a very long time, a natural number nine striker. So he would definitely be that X-factor and that game-changer. Even if he was to start or come on as a, a substitute, late on in the second half, he does and has looked that player. Yeah, Daniel Sturridge is certainly going to have to have a key season off of the bench, likely not even going to get into the starting lineup. A couple of the new boys are going to get into the lineup, but I think Liverpool's depth is much better than it was last year. I think that's for sure. And when you talk about depth, you talk about the Champions League, and Liverpool's coming off of an incredible Champions League campaign, getting to the final, losing to Real Madrid, on some weird, weird goals. I mean, you got the Carious mistake, two Carious mistakes, and the Gareth Bale bicycle kick. That was the difference between Real Madrid winning their third straight title and Liverpool losing the final in 2018. But now you get into a Champions League that's a, probably a little more even because no more Ronaldo on Real Madrid. He's now on Juventus. You've got Messi on Barcelona, Neymar on PSG, Salah on Liverpool. Basically, every single one of the big teams that have a chance of winning has probably one really top superstar. You don't really have Ronaldo with Bale anymore. Iniesta's no longer on Barcelona. PSG probably has the best collection of superstars in the front with Neymar, Mbappe, and Cavani. But looking at Liverpool, who are the big European teams that you think Liverpool could beat if they were to get out of the group stage and back into the knockout rounds in the Champions League? Well, well, judging from last season, anybody with their lethal attack, I mean, they still rated as one of the most deadliest attacks in the whole of Europe, if not the world, um, on their given day, they could beat anybody except in the Real Madrid. Uh, so I believe that they can go up against anybody and take them on. Um, people should be more afraid, or teams should be more afraid, of facing Liverpool now. Because this whole new type of game that's going on, they know more the pushovers that they used to be of the top six, top four. They are top four team now, no longer top six. Because, I mean, they made it consecutively to the Champions League. Um, going theoretically, if you are the team that lost in the final, you're the second best team from last season's Champions League. So it would make you the second best team in Europe. If you catch my drift. Yeah, I, do, I catch your drift, man. I got you. So, yeah, Liverpool is, you you could say second best team in Europe, but... You have to to look at the opposition that they did face on their way to the final. You run against, up against Porto. Man City was an incredible, you know, quarterfinal. They absolutely smothered them. And then you run up against Roma instead of Barcelona. So their road was not the most difficult it could have been, but those teams are no slouches for sure. Porto, probably the worst team they faced. And then they got a little bit lucky getting Roma in the semifinals. But I think that Liverpool... The additions that they've made, they got a great goalkeeper. 
They've got two fantastic midfielders in Keita and Fabinho. Fabinho taking more of that defensive role. Keita is going to be able to attack a lot. And you add that with players that played so well last season, players like Milner and Van Dyke and Robertson and Alexander-Arnold and, of course, the incredible front three. And this Liverpool team is rivaling that of Manchester City when it comes to winning the title. Many people are saying that they are the second favorite, slightly ahead of Manchester United now with Jurgen Klopp at the helm and these additions that they've made and with Mo Salah. What's it going to take for Liverpool to win the title? Because they got that big win against Man City in January, winning 4-3. What what other points, like out of the big six teams, which of them do you maybe see Liverpool not get points out of? You know, maybe a, a fumble game. Oh, I always believe that the Liverpool and United derby is something that Liverpool, um, they fell behind in. Um, they've never really took points from them, only stole a point out of the last four games. I think Liverpool only collected three points, if I'm not mistaken, and that was three draws and the one they lost. Um, from that, um, and with that being said, Liverpool's weakest um, games were against some of the top six last season. Um, the season before that is where they totally annihilated the top six, but they were um, falling out to bottom of the table clubs, losing 1-0, throwing games, losing points all around. Um, where last season it was the other reverse of that uh, they they struggled to get points from Tottenham and they played away they struggled to get points from um, Chelsea um, Arsenal also leading 3-0 three, three in the first half going to draw the game 3-0 in the second half games like that um, were detrimental to their failure to be in challenges for the title even the first game against Man City when they lost money through, through the red card um, to go down, I think it was 5-0, no, if I'm not mistaken, or 5-1. I think around there, yeah. Yeah, so that proved that the away game against the top six were not up to par, and that needs to change now because they already unlocked the lower teams um, by beating them off um, superbly. But when it came to the top six, they didn't, so that would need to change. And out of the top six, I think Liverpool... Um, United is the only team that can really upset because of that rivalry, how big that game is, that derby, the, the the emotion and everything behind it. But the Chelsea, they need to get on their feet with a new manager. Um, Arsenal as well, they got a whole new era to get used to. So they will be in a teething phase and Liverpool was always in Liverpool's past a teething phase. So they would, uh, I think, generally take a lot of points from the top six and shoot take from every other team except in United. Maybe Tottenham as well, because Mauricio has been a brilliant manager and came up with a lot of um, game plans last season against the top six. It failed some places and it worked very well in other places. Um, Liverpool's first game against Tottenham where they lost 4-1 because of the defensive errors. Um, if that defensive errors, stuff like that, all gets nullified, we would have a better, <coughs> better results for Liverpool. We'll have to see what those results are. Uh... If they come to fruition, Liverpool begins the season against West Ham on Sunday. So we're going to close out this podcast by just giving a, a place range of where Liverpool can finish. I am saying they are title contenders. They can win the title. They have got to get points off of City and the Big Six and not let up. And I think the lowest that Liverpool can finish is fourth. I think that this Liverpool team is too good to finish below fourth. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I was thinking the top three finish as well as maybe... Them being Premier League winners, 
this season because they've been second favourites, but top three is the lowest that they would finish, in my opinion. Because they have been doing the better business, they have locked up everything, they have done what they needed to in order to get that top three finish or even the title. Very lofty expectations for the Reds at Anfield. Ashley is going to be joining us for our final preview podcast with me and Esteban. We're just going to be going over all kinds of fun stuff like, you know, best transfer window team, talking about who could win the Golden Boot, the best player, best managers, and we're going to be giving our full table predictions. Let's see how wrong we're going to be. Hopefully it's not a Leicester, but I'm sure we'll have some incorrect answers. So, Ashley, thanks for joining me on this Liverpool preview. That's been great, Adi. Always great to be on the podcast of the top flight. All right, so for Ashley Amori, that's our Liverpool preview. We'll be back with our final we'll be back with our final preview show. And then after that, the games begin as the Premier League season will get underway shortly. Make sure to continue listening to the Top Flight Podcast.